Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Jenna Ellis, and welcome to Just the Truth Podcast. And the breaking news, of course, today is the COVID nursing home scandal in Michigan, not just out of New York, but Michigan. So later on in the podcast, I wanna play for you uh, the breaking news segment and the conversation that I had with my good friend, John Solomon, the editor in chief of Just the News. He is on top of everything. Uh, he breaks stories uh, that just, is, is just right on par. So, uh, so I want you guys to hear that interview uh, that I had with him last night on Just the Truth TV. Uh, you can always tune in at 6 p.m. Eastern time on Real America's Voice News uh, through the app or Pluto TV, Roku, Apple TV, all of those things go to americasvoice.news. Uh, but, you know, let's talk about this whole nursing home scandal because, you know, we've of course seen uh, Andrew Cuomo and the the leadership books and the, you know, rah, rah, rah. I mean, we had people on the Democrat side saying, oh, he's definitely going to be the front runner for president in 2024. And we as conservatives genuinely saw from the very beginning that this man is not about leadership. He's not about transparency, even how he handled his press conferences uh, that were juxtaposed against President Trump's. There was clearly uh, some problems there with accountability, um, with a lot of other things. And um, my good friend Janice Dean, who I know uh, personally from um, when I used to, you know, pre-COVID era, I was going back and forth to New York all the time uh, on set on Fox News and other networks. And so um, I got to know Janice Dean really well because we would do some of the really, really early morning shows, um, you know, kind of back to back. And she is one of the most genuinely kind and considerate, wonderful people I've ever met. And it just breaks my heart what she's going through with her family because of Cuomo and the Democrats and their abuse of leadership. And uh, I really hope that her family, as well as the other families um, that are in the same situation that have lost loved ones because of the nursing home um, and group home deaths, uh, truly get justice. And um, I'm so proud of Janice Dean because she is an advocate and speaking out. Um, it's it's absolutely absurd that uh, people on social media are saying um, you know things against her for speaking out because you know when it comes to something like this, obviously we can parse this between Republican versus Democrat um, and seeing how the perspectives of leadership and transparency and policy obviously do play into this. But there's something even more fundamental here, which is um, just being a good leader and understanding the role and purpose of a governor of the state and, um, and genuinely caring 
I mean, this is something where if you actually look at what comes out and if you look at, um, and I hope that all of you will go and read um, John Solomon's article and, uh, and, and have listened to the press conference uh, today that uh, out in Michigan, because this should never be a situation where anyone in leadership or in government in the United States of America is ever prioritizing money over their prioritizing people and the health, safety, and well-being of people. But we've seen that, um, not just in the nursing home situations, we've seen this throughout so many other issues. Um, even the, uh, you know, the, the whole LGBTQIA++ agenda that um, is really led by big pharmaceuticals because now they have this whole other demographic of people that they can sell to and say, you know, you need these um, hormone therapies, you need these costly surgeries, um, you need all this stuff. The Federalist, um, which is a great outlet as well, uh, they published an article, it's probably sometime last year, they published a piece on saying, you know, follow the money and look at what is actually behind this uh, LGBTQIA uh, whole culture and and everything that is being pushed by the media. It's always it's always money. You can always always follow the money, and that's been true for uh, the abortion, uh, what I would call a pandemic. Uh, certainly, we know that um, abortion is the leading cause of death in the United States and worldwide, um, it, which is absolutely horrific and horrendous because uh, choice and the intentional killing of a child is absolutely preventable. And uh, that is something that when you intentionally uh, kill an unborn child, uh, that that's something that should never ever be a cause of death, much less the leading cause of death. But um, you know, there are so many worldview ideologies, there are so many problems uh, with the entire abortion and how they've labeled this pro-choice as if we can have a choice about respecting the inherent dignity um, and value of every human being, regardless of where they are at in their age from the moment of conception to natural death, not intentional uh, or choice of death. Um, but if you look at uh, everything that goes into this type of worldview and how you have to process your thinking to get to the point where you could either intentionally choose to advocate for, uh, for abortion or for the LGBTQ agenda with um, hormone therapy and surgeries for children. I mean, this is this is disgusting stuff. Um, or things like um, the nursing home scandal. Um, you know, these things where, where the truth of the matter is that these governors prioritized money over human life. Um, there's also a great piece at The Federalist uh, that is by Willis Crumholtz and Robert uh, Delahunty, and it's titled The Real COVID Nursing Home Scandal is Why Cuomo and Other Democrats Did It. Um, of course, go and read John Solomon's piece as well in that breaking news out of Michigan. Um, but the thing that I want to focus on before, well, two things, um, before getting into the interview with John Solomon. Um, the first thing, of course, is that the Democrats are always going to have their political agenda and their valuation, whether it's money or just pure politics, above accountability and the truth. And, and Republicans, unfortunately, uh, sometimes have that problem as well. And we need to be better um, as conservatives in taking accountability, having the truth, um, even you know if we make mistakes, but we should definitely never intentionally prioritize 
you know, money or some other valuation above human life. Um, we should never be doing that. We should never, as conservatives, um, say, sure, you know, we'll, we will uh, not actually put forward a pro-life agenda um, for any political consideration or reason. But the Democrats do this all the time, and they're okay with it. Uh, that's part of the leftist uh, liberal mentality is that they just want power. They want um, to power grab uh, whenever and wherever they want because this whole collectivist mentality from the progressive left similar to what you see abroad in um, you know in government systems like the UK is that the government has more understanding of what you need than you do and they can make better decisions for the population and the collective than you and your family so that's where you see things like um, universal health care right or single payer health care that's why we saw instances like um, Charlie Gard and Alfie Evans um, the two uh, babies in the UK that didn't receive life-saving uh, care and treatment because there was a decision from single-payer health care that uh, their survival rate was not um, sufficient or to the point where they wanted to expend uh, health resources on that. And of course, you know, the parents are saying, that's not my choice. I'm going to do everything that I have to uh, to save the life of my child. And that was one of the most stark examples in recent history about why our right to self-govern was recognized by our founding fathers because our founders knew that we are going to as human beings be self-interested in a good way you can be self-interested of course in a bad way but in terms of self-government and being able to exercise freedom and liberty and valid choice uh, choices on how when and where to exercise uh, your rights and liberties um, then you are going to be self-interested in the sense that you are presumed to make the best decisions for yourself and your family. Because that term best is subjective inherently, right? Um, what I may think is the best decision for me and my family, um, whether I take a job here, I move there, I um, you know, spend money on this or that, that's my decision. And some other person or collective that we call the government may think, well, that's not the wisest decision or that could have been better. And um, that's just a matter of priority. Right. That's a matter of valuation. It's um, it is lawful discrimination. Right. I mean, that term discrimination has become so abused by the culture and so abused by uh, the liberal left to say that any form of discrimination is somehow wrong. Well, no, there's unlawful discrimination. There is immoral discrimination. But it used to be that we all have discriminating taste that we have uh, that we actually do discriminate in terms of making a priority uh, morality decision uh, based on a set of values and based on a metric that is ethical. And what our founders realized is that self-governance not only means that then we are inherently responsible for our decisions morally and ethically before God, uh, but that also we will then have the responsibility of the consequences of our action. And so what they did was removed that middle layer of uh, the sovereign or the king or the monarch or um, you know the bureaucracy and they said we need to self-govern so that then we the people are directly accountable to the ultimate sovereign who is Jesus Christ the God of the Bible 
And that was recognized in our Declaration of Independence and in the system of government that we've been talking about on the show, um, in our system of government to say we're removing that middle layer so that we don't have this idea or this parents patriae, which is like the legal term for saying that there's um, the that the government acts as a parent to uh, we the people as just children who uh, rely on the decision making of the government. Well, that's exactly and precisely antithetical to everything that the Democrats are doing when you look at a lot of these scandals that are happening, like uh, the nursing home scandal. So what should have happened, and this is where you know, the second point comes into this, of self-government um, necessarily means that we need to be closest to our fellow citizens that we give authority and the power of limited government to so that we can keep them accountable. But what the Democrats are trying to do is, is they're trying to not only centralize government in Washington, but they're also trying to say that even the local government, state and local leaders like Andrew Cuomo, like Gretchen Whitmer, um, you know, like Tom Wolf out of Pennsylvania, that they know better than you. They know better than you uh, what your risk factors are with COVID, what your health situation should be, uh, what you prioritize, and that it's better for you to stay at home under quarantine, lose your job, lose your income, uh, lose uh, all of your freedoms and liberties that we have over the last uh, now over a year. It's been a really long 15 days to, to slow the spread, right? Um, they have decided that they know better than you. And so they've harnessed this emergency power that was never intended to be this overbroad. And what governors like Andrew Cuomo are doing are saying, we know better than you. What you should do for yourself and for your family when it comes to health. And they're making this an entirely collectivist mentality that if you don't participate in this group project and this group guilt, then you are then personally responsible for the entire group, which is absolutely absurd. It's, a, it's completely antithetical to our rule of law and also the notion of federalism. Uh, President Trump, and of course, you know, in full disclosure, a lot of you know this, um, I was the senior legal advisor on the campaign, but also personal counsel to President Trump. And so, of course, during um, the initial phases of the COVID pandemic and um, the 15 days to slow the spread, all of that, um, you know, I was obviously talking to President Trump and Vice President Pence, and I was very proud of them for uh, maintaining federalism, which is that, they both very clearly, repeatedly said that it is the federal government's job to provide the recommendations, not the directives, but the recommendations and the resources, if you know, to the extent that they can, to the states that then have to implement them according to state law and the best interests of their communities. So in this sense, um, the Trump administration was absolutely constitutionally sound by saying this is up to the governors of each state. It's up to the state and local governments, um, up to the mayors of the cities, how they want to address their own specific communities. Because we in the individual states, if there still is a thing in 2021 called state sovereignty, then governors need to be accountable for their actions. But even within that, um, now we have this really stark juxtaposition between the Democrat governors and how they chose to handle the COVID crisis 
with the Republican governors, and that isn't just because of party preference. It's not just because of politics. It is all about money, but it's also about their view and the fundamental worldview of the Democrat understanding of the purpose of government versus the Republican conservative understanding of the purpose of government. So this is why I believe and why I think it's it's manifestly obvious and it's self-evident proof that there is a stark difference between Democrat-led states and how um, this just horrific result of the nursing home scandals in um, at least three states now that are Democrat-led versus the Republican-led states. And the reason for that is because the Democrats have a very different view of government. They want to believe that they can uh, choose for you and for me as a collective what's in the best interest. And, for, and so they don't individualize anything. It's just um, these are we are a group think we are group and we only have rights as a collective and as the people in position of power um, in the government, they are the ultimate decision maker and they're the arbiter of what is best for everyone and they don't individualize it. That is the difference between America uh, as a self-governing society and individual rights and individual accountability and decision making versus what uh, the UK system and what the European Union system um, and all of that is with this whole collectivist globalist mentality. And that's where the progressive Democrats are trying to push us to head is, is that way. So that's really what's behind uh, this stark contrast. And so it's much bigger than just red versus blue. It comes down as it always does to worldview and philosophy. And so when you're looking at and analyzing these issues of um, the nursing home scandals, always go back to thinking, what is the fundamental worldview and the operating premise of these individual leaders? What is Andrew Cuomo and, and Gretchen Whitmer and, um, and, and Governor Wolf, what do they view as the primary purpose of government? I would love, by the way, for someone uh, in one of these press conferences to actually ask that question. What do you think the role and purpose of government is? And if they can't even distinguish between, you know, the federal and state level, what on earth are they doing in office? I mean, this is something that I, I really don't think that any of these Democrat uh, governors or Congress members or state and local leaders, if they have grasped a hold of the Democrat progressive mantra, they are buying into this worldview. And that is why they have the view and orientation of government that they do. And that's why it's so 100% important to make sure that we are voting for conservatives who understand the principle of limited government, but also of self-government, to make sure that we don't even put them in positions where when this, you know, once in a hundred year pandemic happens, if we had had leaders like Ron DeSantis in Florida, like Christy Nome in South Dakota, um, like Greg Abbott in Texas, these people who, you know, I've personally spoken to and, um, and I've, you know, I've spoken to a lot of people in leadership all across the nation from state and federal level, um, which I've been very honored to do. But these people, uh, they genuinely, personally, 
understand the proper role of limited government and that's why they're making the decisions that they are not because everybody in their state is going to be happy about it i mean florida texas and south dakota obviously have some progressive liberals and some democrats who are trying to call them out but they know that their role and their limited power is to make sure this isn't a collectivist this isn't the rights of the collective this is about self-government the freedom and liberty of every individual person to make sure that they are choosing what is best and policy has to be according to that limited power and also that specific purpose of government. So then when we get into the real COVID crisis and you know we look at uh, the, the darkness of the money and how uh, that's really behind what uh, Andrew Cuomo and what um, Whitmer and Wolf are doing and you know, we see that this is the true scandal. Do not, do not let the mainstream media do what they've been trying to do for the last couple of weeks, which is simply to me too, uh, Andrew Cuomo, which is to distract based on something that, of course, we all agree that sexual harassment is wrong. It's obviously illegal. It's immoral. Um, it's disgusting. And they know that we agree on that. And so they can, they, meaning the Democrat Party, can distance from Andrew Cuomo based on Me Too and just slide under the rug. We're not gonna talk about the real COVID nursing home scandal because we can just hopefully get rid of him by talking about the Me Too situation. We can blame it on that, we can distance from him and we don't as a party have to own this worldview, own this decision, own the fact that they made such poor, terrible, shockingly irresponsible, and frankly illegal decisions in the administration of their emergency powers in the midst of this pandemic. Um, so we're going to take a quick break right now, and I want to come back and uh, and I want you to listen to my interview with John Solomon, and we get into some of this. and And I I love and respect John Solomon so much. He's a great, solid reporter. Um, he's someone who, in my whole uh, term, I suppose, at, at an employment uh, and role with the Trump 2020 campaign and, and also with President Trump, um, he was one of the very few people in Washington, and, and by very few, I mean like literally I could count on one hand, that hands down I trusted and I knew was always an honest broker, straight dealer. Um, and he's somebody that um, if you're looking for a source for the news, um, and to play it, you know, right down the middle of the fairway. Uh, John Solomon is someone that you can trust who has done his research. He is, um, you know, the the last gumshoe journalist probably who is out there actually doing the real work, uh, not just, you know, tweeting all day like, um, you know, somebody named Cuomo. Uh, but he's actually doing the real work. And so um, so I can't emphasize enough, you know, why I'm so excited to be here um, on the Just the News platform with this podcast and then also on Real America's Voice. The reason that I chose to come here is because of John Solomon, frankly, um, because I so personally highly respect him and I know that his brand is solid. And with speaking truth and having the ability to call out uh, both parties without question and to actually give you the correct, truthful constitutional analysis, there is no one I would rather do that with um, than John Solomon. He is somebody, if you haven't uh, followed him on uh, social media or on justthenews.com, you really need to go and um, check him out and make that your main source of news because, um, and, and I do, I mean, he's, he's the one who'll, you know, I'm on the list every day uh, to look over the stories and 
he's often the one that breaks them first anyway. So um, so you're already getting kind of a leg up on everyone else. So, um, so we're going to be right back here on Just the Truth podcast. Uh, with my interview from last night, John Solomon explaining what's going on now in Michigan in this nursing home scandal and how that actually factors in to the Biden administration. You're not going to want to miss it. We will be right back. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, we're on Just the Truth podcast. I'm Jenna Ellis, and I want to now play for you the interview uh, with John Solomon last night where he is breaking the news um, and the story that just posted this morning about the Michigan nursing home scandal, why you really need to care, the bigger implications for the Biden administration. And uh, John came on My Real America's Voice show last night. Um, you can always tune in 6 p.m. Eastern on all of our platforms, americasvoice.news. Uh, catch that show. Make sure that you are tuning in. And uh, John was very kind to come on and uh, break this news on the show last night. And uh, this is something, if you haven't heard about it yet today, you're definitely going to want to uh, listen to this interview. Now is John Solomon, who's the editor in chief of Just the News, with a breaking story. What's going on? So, tomorrow morning, when people wake up, they'll be on Just the News. They'll see the story top of the site. My good colleague, Daniel Payne working on this. So uh, we know what Cuomo did in New York. We know that there were these nursing home deaths. We know that they kept them under the wraps until Trump got them out of office. And now that's become a big scandal. Michigan, same situation. Governor Whitmer has uh, been suppressing data to show how many people died in nursing homes uh, during the COVID uh, crisis. And there was a fellow by the name of Rob Gordon. He ran the Health and Human Services Department. He suddenly got the news about a month ago when we discovered he got a $155,000 parachute payment when he left, and he got a gag order or a non-disclosure order not to talk about it. Why is he important? Because at the end of the day, Rob Gordon oversaw the policies that determined which patients went back to co uh, nursing homes with COVID. Two, when he was before the Michigan legislature, he let slip that Governor Whitmer had left uh, a low, a low balled the number of deaths that were in nursing homes. So he said, yes, we have underreported. Since he said that, Governor Whitmer has not been giving anyone the numbers. We don't know the true numbers. So we did some digging. We said, well, what was this guy doing while he was negotiating his parachute and getting out? It turns out he was working for Joe Biden during the transition, working on the HHS policies, the COVID policies, that Joe Biden would come into office. So tomorrow we're going to give everybody a good look at what was Rob Gordon doing for Biden, why did he get this parachute, and why hasn't Gretchen Whitmer been willing to give her taxpayers and the American public the true number of people who have died in nursing homes as a result of her policies. 
Wow, that is incredible, John. And so do you anticipate tomorrow anything else uh, coming out in terms of accountability? It's funny that you would ask <laughs> that because I was uh, talking tonight to some folks in Detroit and in Michigan, and uh, it appears that tomorrow the Macomb County prosecutor, large county in Michigan, is going to have a press conference. What I'm hearing is he's going to announce some form of legal action to try to compel or force the governor to give these uh, COVID nursing home death data to the American public. That's a big deal because the attorney general, who's a Democrat, has kind of sat by and not pressed the issue. Whitmer has sort of done the rope-a-dope. She's been dodging and bobbing and weaving, and we can't get these numbers. Now a prosecutor, who could possibly have grand jury powers, is going to put this on the line and say, my county needs to know how many people died in this state, and you're going to have to give it to us and force the issue. So we'll see what he says tomorrow. But that's a big, big development, and uh, it's starting to roll up the exact same way that the Cuomo scandal started. Mm. It starts with the one little revelation and another, then an admission that there was undercounting, now we're looking at the possibility of a cover-up, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. Wow. And, you know, John, uh, what I'm seeing with Cuomo, how the Democrats are really trying to distance, they're kind of using, though, this pretext of all of these sexual assault allegations and harassment right. against Cuomo to try to force him to resign right. so that Democrats don't actually have to look at the truth and look at all of this nursing home disaster. Right. When we see things like this now happening out of Michigan and it's all tied back into uh, Joe Biden, do you think that there's going to be more accountability on the Biden administration, that they're going to have to answer this? It's a great question, right? Uh, Joe Biden's been in office a couple months. He's been taking credit for some things that the president, President Trump, prior to him, did, like the vaccine. Like we got that story uh, <laughs> right now. The public finally got that right. Um, I think Biden is going to try to leave these issues in the states and states and just try to keep hands off. There's not a lot of value in getting your hands involved and in trying to explain how we sent sick patients into a vulnerable situation where it was almost inevitable that the a disease would spread so quickly. Uh, every playbook that was ever made by for pandemic preparedness told us you don't take sick people and put them in the most vulnerable populations. You protect the most vulnerable populations. We did the opposite. We kept healthy people home and we sent sick people to the nursing homes and created a much worse pandemic. In some states, the nursing home population is just 1% of the overall state population, but they'll count anywhere from 40 to 50% of the deaths. That is a, a, a complete disconnect of data, and it shows how wrong these uh, governors were. Michigan, New York, New Jersey, I think is another place yeah. we're going to learn a lot about. Uh, this is, these were lives. This isn't politics. These are real lives, real American lives lost, and there has to be a consequence. So I think what you saw in New York was the Democrats tried to fluff it under the rug. Then when something convenient came along that's uh, attractive to liberals, the Me Too movement, they, they jumped on Cuomo and then they've tried to distract from the nursing home. I think Republicans, which, by the way, control the legislature in Michigan, uh, are going to drive this home. I think this prosecutor in Macomb County is going to take the lead. I don't think Governor uh, Whitmer is going to be able to hide these data much, more, much longer. Wow. And so for the for the people who've been following this, maybe, and they've seen uh, some of Cuomo, but they've been kind of distracted by mm -hmm. a lot of, uh, you know, this Me Too stuff, um, what is the top-level takeaway of maybe why this happened? I mean, has there been anything from the Democrats? Because we've only seen that Democrat leaders have enforced this kind of ridiculous policy. Yeah, well, uh, there, there's, I think, three whys. One of them is the stated reason that his former aide gave when she accidentally let out the news that they had undercut uh, undercounted the uh, nursing home deaths. And that is, there was a Justice Department review of what was going on in New York, and they wanted to hide the death data because they feared the Trump Justice Department might use it to pursue the Cuomo administration. 
In most worlds, that's called obstruction of justice. If you know there's an ongoing investigation and you hide evidence or you suppress evidence, you could have an obstruction of justice. Now, the Justice Department is in different hands now. It's under Joe Biden's hand. Well, that department, will Merrick Garland, the newly confirmed yeah, AG, today. he's got an opportunity to show him, himself to be bipartisan by letting us know what happens there. In the meantime, though, you have another dynamic, which is that Cuomo was being... Uh, created to be the counterbalance in the media world. He was the democratic alternative to how Donald Trump approached the COVID pandemic. He got his Emmy. He did his press conferences. He was on live TV. Some days CNN would put Cuomo on and not Trump on. Um, he wrote a book on leadership for crying he, he out loud. He did. Yeah. He did interviews with his brother on CNN. That if you look at him now, you're kind of embarrassed to watch him. We, I, we were all embarrassed at the time. Yeah, too. that's a good I point. Mean, yeah. I think, I think, any, <laughs> I think journalist, we any real journalist would be yes. embarrassed at the time, too. You're right. But you look back now, and what was going on is they had created a fake persona for Andrew mm -hmm. Cuomo. He had COVID right when, in fact, he may have been made one of the most grievous errors in the entire mm -hmm. pandemic. So uh, there's a political component, and then I think there was the legal component. I think that aids testimony. When she said, listen, the reason we suppress this, we are worried about the Trump Justice Department, that flags for a lot of people I've talked to, legal experts, hey, that sounds like obstruction of justice. Yeah, absolutely. So in just the two minutes we have left, John, I think that uh, most of the conservatives watching this, especially, you know, people like our good friend Janice Dean, who has been, you know, just out there really, really powerfully speaking right. about what happened because it affected her personally. You right. have a lot of people that this affected personally, and yet they've seen that even during the Trump administration, there wasn't a lot of accountability. There wasn't. So what is the hope of maybe this actually leading to something that people who make these poor decisions actually are held accountable under our rule of law as they should be. Yeah, listen, the, the ultimate accountability is the one the Founding Fathers gave to us, and that's elections. If they don't mm -hmm. like what Governor Whitmer did, if they don't like what uh, Go uh, Governor Cuomo did, they certainly don't like what Governor Newsom did, and what happened there? There's a recall, recalling him back. So the ballot box is always the most powerful tool that Americans have. That said, when there are lives lost, and you have human loss of life, and, and the possibility of a government cover-up, prosecutions and prosecutors often have the best tools of extracting information from an agency or a governor that doesn't want to give it up. And I think that's why tomorrow in Michigan, watching this news conference by the Macomb County prosecutor, what he says, what tools he used, does he mention a grand jury, that will be very important because he's the sort of guy that can deliver accountability pretty swiftly and get the truth out. Hmm. So do we have an anticipated time on the press conference yet? Or? Uh, noon Central Time, 1 o'clock East Coast Time. We're going to try to cover it live here at Just the News. Okay. And uh, I think it's going to be a big event tomorrow. And that was John Solomon on Just the Truth on Real America's Voice. You can always catch that at 6 p.m. Eastern on all of the Real America's Voice platforms. And as always, tune in to Just the Truth podcast here on Just the News. And we will be back tomorrow with uh, more of Just the Truth. I'm Jenna Ellis.